Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Linney here, and I'm going to introduce him a different way this time because he's a man of many talents. We have Mr. Bill in the house. I had him on a previous podcast. He's a he's an amazing builder in in Marco Island and everything. But Bill, you're an agent too. What you didn't have enough going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm a real estate broker as well, man. Yeah, so I do that, and then I I own I kind of do a home watch business on the side people are like what's home watch uh very seasonal area over here so i i had some people ask hey do you know anybody that will uh, look after our house while we're out of town and i was like yeah i can do it and they're like oh okay i didn't know you did that i go i do now so i started a business doing that as well so it all kind of meshes <laughs> together yeah it's crazy so what do you do do you walk up in front of the home and you just stare at it for a little while yeah i mean that like, would be yeah. great if it was that easy but now you got to walk through them you check everything make sure everything's operating i mean i've had some where i've walked in acs weren't working right or something like that i just call my ac guy get them there right away i have the contacts just being in construction so i can get stuff done quick for them um you know i guess guess that's what i want to focus on because you know you seem like a guy you know you've already got the reputation as a great builder but you're seeing yourself and you're saying look if if not somebody else i think you look at things the same way i do like my biggest issue with starting businesses i just can't find the service that's up to my level or they Mm -hmm. can't keep up with me and so i'm like well i'm just going to create it myself is that Mm -hmm. kind of the same way that you look at it yeah yeah i mean i because it's hard to recommend somebody and give a recommendation if they're not going to live up to your expectation, just like you said. Mm-hmm. So, and I get asked all the time for recommendations on, uh, you know, whether it's a handyman service or do you know, do you know, some, a good pool guy, which my brother-in-law's pool guy is a great pool guy, but, uh, I know I, it's just, uh, do you have a lawn company you work with? And it's, over the years, I've kind of established those relationships, um, into realize, you know, realizing or leading people to the right people. But now I'm realizing more and more that, you know, maybe I should start a business where I combine all those relationships into one and do like an estate management company or something based off of what we're doing, because we're doing high end homes. A lot of these people want their homes looked after, and don't have to worry about anything. So I'm starting to kind of lean more towards that way because there's a lot of other big builders in our area, like big builders that, um, you know, are doing like 40,000 square foot houses, which is where the level I'm trying to work our way up to. But in uh, their estate management full on, like, you know, get these people, their groceries, have everything opened up when they come, come in, uh, walk their dog if they need it, or, you know, just full on luxury experience too. So that's kind of the next initial kind of step into, all right, how do I set all that up? Have the long guy, the pool guy, the, the repair man, everything all in one under all, of, all under one umbrella, basically. Yeah. And it's the same thing that we're seeing in the luxury market and the Airbnbs is, is that nobody's figured it out. Maybe there are, but I haven't seen it at scale. 
But, uh, you know, you're thinking to yourself, right? Let's just say you and, and nine of your friends, right? You're, you're getting married soon. And, and I've got a million dollar property we're closing on in the smoke. Congrats on your engagement, by the way. To, thank you very much. We've been sick every day since the engagement. So I don't know, how, <laughs> but we're saying it's a good omen. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, let's say it's you and nine of your friends and you're coming to my huge house in the Smokies and you're coming from all over the country. If I said, Bill, um, you know, what type of whiskey do you like? What type of vodka do you like? You know, what, what kind of food would you like? And I had that for you already. Like that, that seems like the most next logical business move in general, like, you know, and, and it's already in meal service deliveries and grocery deliveries, but, you know, I think people, uh, especially like the, the younger age is they're seeing how much money they can make per hour. Mm-hmm. And so anytime they're not working, like, they're just like, screw this. I don't want to do this. Right. And, 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 you know, I have my own thoughts about technology, but ultimately you, you have to live somewhere in between. I think as much as we will have technology always, um, but ultimately it comes down to the, to how you treat your people. And I know that's something that you pride yourself in. And I think it's a, it's an easy next step. Yeah. Like you were saying too, though, if they had that actual luxury, because I, I actually thought about that in a, doing a rental company, I was actually starting to start one. And then I kind of pumped the brakes. I'm like, play the cards you've been dealt. Stop getting way ahead of your hand because running rentals and all that, that's a whole nother ball game. I don't want to be called at four in the morning because they can't open a sliding glass door. So, you know, I got enough on my plate. So I stopped that. No comment. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. So I, I get it. I feel for you. And it's, it's it, but I was thinking too, because if you over deliver on the experience, no matter what you do in business in general, but if you're doing like Airbnbs and stuff and you go get them their favorite bottle of vodka or whiskey or have everything set up, not a lot of people are going to that extent. They're not mm-hmm. over delivering on um, that experience, that rental experience that you got to give them, you know, we have a JW Marriott on Marco Island uh, where mm-hmm. we build primarily all of our houses. They're getting on average in season, probably 1200 to 1400 a night at that hotel, but the experience they deliver keeps people going into that hotel. Because if you give that JW experience into a house and you make $1,200 a night in an Airbnb, you're making pretty damn good money, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, get them, call these people ahead, give them over, deliver that experience, make sure everything obviously is clean and ready to go have that favorite bottle of whatever they want there and their food, some food in the fridge. And, but not a lot of people want to take the time to do that. And I think if you did it too, it'd be a leg up. I'm always personally thinking how we can have a leg up as a builder. So that's why with the home watch thing and stuff like that is, okay, what can we do that my competition's not doing and do it, do it even better if they were doing it? That's my thought process all the time. I'm trying to figure it out, like doing all the video I do. My competition isn't doing any video. Yeah. None of them are still, yeah. Yeah. still to this day, which is shocking. And I've even looked at some of these big builders and now I want to get a media team going and stuff like that and try to even more outproduce and get ahead of the game on this as well. And it's just, if you have a leg up, you actually see the future of how, how you can get a step ahead of your competition. You're going to blow them out of the water. It's going to take time, but eventually like my vision of being one of the largest builders in the state, luxury builders, uh, will come true. It's just going to take time. And I got to keep doing these things that my competition isn't. 
Yeah, Alex from Mosey, uh, who I listen to all the time, he said, if you really want to get ahead in business, he goes, look at your competitors, mm-hmm. find out what they won't do and do that. And you'll oh, be fine. Oh, yeah. I, I go on their social media. <laughs> I look at it. I mean, they're still posting pictures of houses that they built and stuff like that. I'm doing full on walkthroughs explaining so people can hear what we're doing, you know, and <sighs> talking about the build process. But I'm also answering the questions like, you know, I just did a piling video on what pilings are. People love that because they don't know why we do it. I get asked that. I'm going to do one on a metal roof versus a tile roof because I get asked that question. Uh, I might even do one just on a metal roof alone and does it make noise. I might stand out in the rain and let people listen and just prove that it doesn't make yeah. noise while you're standing in the house because I get asked that question all the time. So make notes of the questions you get asked and do a video of it. That's a whole nother topic, which I'm starting. Oh, to do. well, well, it's very interesting, right? The number one thing that I see in my clients that I coach and consult is you might have a brand as a company, but mm-hmm. if you, as the owner are not out front, like, yeah, yeah. you're, you're, le- you're leaving a lot of business behind. I'm working with a couple right now that have great businesses, but I'm like, if you went out in front and they resonated with your story. Yeah. And it was about you instead of the company. I was like, you would 10 extra sales. And they're like, I don't see it. And I'm like, dude, people do business with people that they know, not a brand, not a logo. Um, you know, Gary V is Gary V. Yeah, he has VaynerMedia, but they know him because Gary V. Grant Cardone, yeah. same well, thing. Well, look what, look what you just said there is Gary V is Gary V. Do I go and watch VaynerMedia's uh, Instagram? No, I don't even know if they have one. They probably do. I wouldn't have a clue because I just care about Gary V. You know, mm-hmm. Andy Frasilla, for, for example, do I have first forms Instagram? I don't think I do, but I buy first form products religiously mm-hmm. because of Andy Frasilla, his brand. I listen to his podcast and so on. Uh, Ed Milet saying, you know, I don't, I don't, I've, you're, you're a perfect example. I literally know zero people in the luxury, maybe like three in a luxury building platform. We're getting into building out in the Smokies in, in mm-hmm. the near future. But I would single-handedly, when I'm in a place to do it, would have you build my house because I know who you are. I know yeah. what you stand for. And I see you around. Yeah. There, that's a prime. And I've even researched just to like, you know, I've gone on Instagram just to try and get ideas of stuff. Like I was recently trying to research reels with builders and stuff. And there's literally not one person that does real personal reels on their construction projects. It's construction companies. And their reels are just shots of their houses and stuff like that. But there's no personal interaction of the actual, I mean, maybe they'll builder will do one interview talking about himself or something like that, but there's no, nothing like I'm doing, which is crazy to me. I'm sure there's some out there, but all I've really seen is just the companies. They have their company profile. That's it. And they post to that. I barely... I'm horrible with it. I need to be better at it. I gave my fiance access to it so she can post to it to our company profile because I'm always posting to mine and I've figured that out. Exactly what you said though. People are going to buy you and not, not going to buy the overall company, you know? And I, I don't know how many times recently where people have been like, Oh yeah, I saw your video on this. Oh yeah. Well, your videos are great. Oh yeah. I listened to your podcast on this. It's just that constant getting in front of them too of uh you know that's what makes the difference because they see you and it's going to eliminate the people that don't like you they're not going to talk to you i mean because they're going to see me in a video they don't like me they don't click with my personality that's great don't work with me because i don't want to work with you 
you know, cause yeah. it's probably not going to be a good experience. Cause I got to be with you for three years, you know, and then after that too, if we, cause I want to maintain that relationship with you, but if we're building your house and it takes a two year process with planning and all that, and finally get the thing built. And then we have a warranty period too. It's going to be miserable if we don't have the same per our personalities don't click and we butt heads. So video, and I've said this before on podcasts is that it's so important because people can see you and if they're going to click with you, they're going to click with you. So it's, it's the weirdest thing ever because I just brought on the creative director last month, uh, after like 300 plus episodes, you know, 400 plus between the two podcasts, uh, coming up on two years in April, uh, the downloads are thanks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that one decision to like start a podcast, change my entire fucking life. Yeah. Because, because I think that we look at the numbers and we go, Oh, like, yeah, it doesn't look like it's a lot, but then you're like at an event and people are like, Oh, like I listened to that. Or I heard that like, dude, bullshit, no bullshit. I was in Costa Rica. I'm in still in Costa Rica, but I was in Costa Rica and I was walking and this buddy, I never met this guy before, but he's friends of my coach. We don't know each other. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast for like a year. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> you know. It's like, you don't even know. And now we're creeping up on this milestone for downloads all of a sudden. You know, and it's like, but like, er, like I look at it and I go, what happened to me was I was at, a, I was at a, my only conference I've ever been to. My only one I've ever been to. It was best conference ever, multifamily in Breckenridge before COVID. And I was at the conference and there was, you know, hundreds of people there. And I noticed that everybody that they were talking to had a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, I think I need to start a podcast. And then we like bounced around the name right there. And then I went home like the next day and started recording it. And it was like that one decision has like, you know, superseded everything and kind of like got you off the ground because it's, uh, you know, I tell every business, if you don't have a podcast or you're not having a podcast, even if like, you know, you're super niche down and like 10 people are listening, but like those 10 people could be all the audience that you need. It's true. I mean, it takes time to build it up and so on too, but it, it's, you, it's just identical to what you said is with, with you, you get discouraged here and there, you see your numbers and you're like, is this really working this and that? And it only takes that one person. And I don't know how many people I'm building with right now that I have said they listen to my, uh, my podcast, you know, and that's the thing. They're like, Oh yeah, we heard your podcast on this. I'm like, Oh, you listen to it. You know, you just don't know. You don't know what's going to come out of it until you do it. And yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. It is. I've had times too. I've said it in my podcast where I'm like, I don't even know if I want to keep doing this cause I'm so busy, you know, yeah. and it's a lot of work, a lot of time out of your day and the editing and so on. I self edit mine. I do all my own content, which I should, uh sub it out to somebody and but i just i'm so picky with how i do my stuff but um i need to eventually i'm gonna get to the point where i'm just gonna have somebody do it for me i got to but that's a whole nother story but it if you're not doing some kind of content or some, some kind of marketing in general um that shows who you are whether it's voice or it's video it's just you're going to be left in the dust because it's getting more and more important more and more people are watching videos more and more people are actually watching content or listening to content to select who they want to work with yes reviews are important and that kind of thing too and referrals and all that uh, will always be important but they're going to video now because they're meeting who you seeing who you are or listening to who you are and then they're 
picking you because of that and your knowledge and how much you're all my stuff's helping people. That's all it is. I don't advertise. I don't do anything like that. I just do it to help people. Uh, I'm passionate about this business. There's so many people that have been screwed in the construction industry and in real estate as well. On my I, my podcast has real realtors on it that are doing great too, and they just have do great things too. And that's what my show is all about. But um, it's all about helping people, plain and simple. And you set me up there because I had a sneak. I haven't talked to you about this, but I have a sneaking suspicion why you did decide to become a broker. Uh, was because there's so sh- there's so many shitty real <laughs> real estate agents out there, and you I deal with them, man. Yeah, I deal with them all the time, and especially in our market, there's just uh, tens of thousands now that everybody moves to Florida and they get a real estate license, and half the major more than half of them shouldn't be licensed. And and I deal with a lot of them. I deal with a lot of bad. I deal with a lot of the good ones too, but. Unfortunately, a lot of the bad outnumbers the good. It's all about the money, the tra- quick transaction, get rid of the customer. Uh, and I got a lot of customers that respect me on the real estate side because I say no. You know, I had a guy looking at a, um, it was a $2.7 million house. I told him absolutely <laughs> not. And uh, that's a heck of a commission for me. We, we ended up getting him something else, but he was shocked. He goes, why? I go, that house was just listed for, or that house just sold four months ago for $700,000 less. I go, they're playing the inflation in the market. I go, somebody's going to be left high and dry with that house. And I don't want it to be you. It's not worth that. It's on a main road. I know the builder. It was next door to a house we built. They cookie cutted everything in that thing. The builder had no success. Uh, That was their one and done home. I was like, it's not worth 2 million seven. Plain and simple. He goes, Oh, all right. All right. I trust you with that. I could have easily like every other realtor said, Oh, that's a beautiful home. You got to go in there that oh, just look at the crown moldings and the furniture. Oh, it's so beautiful. But I said no. So it's just having that approach gaining that trust with people is the biggest difference. Not a lot of agents are willing to do it because they want that quick sale move on to the next. I just have a conscience. That's the way I was raised. Uh, I want something that's going to be the best for my client to where they're not going to come back to me later on and be like, he's the reason that I'm stuck in this situation. I'm curious. Do you know any other builders that are agents too? Um, I had one on my podcast. Uh, he, but his, I think, I don't know if he's doing much real estate. Um, not really. I mean, they go hand in hand. I know there's probably I feel, some. I feel like you're this. I feel like you're the secret weapon, <laughs> dude. Because you can seriously look at it and go, "No, that doesn't work." They built this shitty. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we can we can fix this for you. It's going to cost you this much. Like, the answers yeah. are just right there. And I get asked it all the time, and a lot of people. I've sold a lot of property, and I mean, I'm obviously always my main focus will be the building, and I love construction. I love building homes, and I love that aspect of everything. And when I was a kid, I was always building stuff, but, um, the real estate and it kind of tied in hand in hand. I've always been good at sales. I sold cars at a young age. I had a lot of success. I was one of the top salesmen in that car dealership at like 20 years old, uh, in a, in a pool full of, uh, 40 and 50 year old guys. But, uh, I, I just, real estate goes hand in hand. And then having, like I said, having a conscience to help people, um, goes a long way too, but that trust factor of me selling myself on, I know what goes into an empty lot before a construction 
or I know what it, t- it takes to build a good house or looking at a house and what's got cheap cab. And I walked through a house the other day for a guy. It was a remodel. The remodel was shit. You know, it was just the cabinets were uh, like uh, they had this this peel that you can peel it off. The, uh, there's these flat panel modern cabinets. They were the cheapest thing I've ever seen. No dovetail on the drawers. The guy probably got them off Ikea. Uh, they looked like, and I told and what them, was the price point of this house? Uh, they were selling, they started at 2.6 million on this house and the thing already got a, a bit up, which I knew it was going to get bit up because it was ahead of view, but he renovated it. He did the cheapest porcelain tiles, bright white. And so I said, you're going to see every ounce of dirt on this tile that comes into that, through that front door. It was just, everything was done so cheap and, and the baseboard, like they left the original doors. There are six, eight doors. Usually we're doing eight foot doors, interiors now, instead of changing those, they left the original six, eight ones and just painted them blue. And, uh, it was just a cheap remodel. I'm like, oh man, I was like, I can't let you, you know, it was another situation like that where I was just honest about it. So it's, it was just being honest to people. I know a lot of agents struggle with it because they want that fat paycheck, but in the long run, I'm a big believer in the long run of things and playing the long term too, that it's going to come back to bite you too. In a lot of ways, if you're not upfront with people. And that's why a lot of people like to work with me because I've always put them in a good situation or a good house that they're either going to profit off of or have a good experience in where it's not going to fall apart on them. Um, Same with lots to good locations uh, easy buildable lots that they're not going to cost a fortune, you know, cause I've had agents sell people lots too, that cost them 30, 40 grand more after they bought it because of stuff they had to remove or more dirt or just all these little different things. I preach about that on my social media all the time. Yeah. And I think you have the same philosophy I do is like, I'd rather make money with them, you know, over a 10 year period than a one transaction. And then obviously the reason you have the broker license and the reason you have the home business and the reason you're going to the estate businesses, I building all my companies this way, if I can keep you in my ecosystem and we can support you. So I have my mindset coaching consulting, but we also have a sales and marketing company because I realized all the guys I was coaching didn't have shit for sales. And I'm like, some of them did, but a lot, okay, well, why would I just create that if I'm already a good salesman and I have the guys. And so I, you know, we can build websites, logos, podcasts, we can do all that thing. So it's like, and we have a trainer. So it's like, we're calling us the Navy SEALs of of coaching. Like we don't want you to leave our ecosystem and and there's no egos involved and and we just want to do business the right way. And and I think that a lot of people are getting away from that because quick paycheck. Well, it's a quick pay, like you just said, like doing business the right way in the long term is going to work benefit you highly. Right now we're in a, we're in a market that you know, a real estate agent can literally list, list a property and it sells overnight and they don't have to do a thing. They don't have to li- like these realtors that are just getting real estate right now. I've been, I've been licensed for 11 years. So I went through slow times. I went through, you know, times where things were picking up and so on too. And now this time, I mean, you can literally list a house, go out, lay on the lounge chair, not do anything. And somebody's going to bring you an offer. So, and just there, they're in a lot of the buyers too, are just respond. The buyer's agents are just responding right away and just saying how beautiful everything. Oh, it's great. Yeah. You need to buy the, you like it. Okay. Let's put in an offer, you know, they're without even looking at it or showing up or their FaceTime and so on. 
that is going to bite them because when things slow down, which they will, and same with building too, guaranteed, because all these builders mm-hmm. that are taking on 60, oh. 70 projects right now, and they're way, way overloaded, which I'm seeing in this general town too, Dude. robbing Peter, paying Paul, robbing Peter, you know, they're taking from the back draw to finish the front. It happens Dude. every time. I'm and- really glad <laughs> that you brought this up because I'm hearing some nasty shit out of Oklahoma because I have some happen. friends up there that builders are just treating people like this but see this and all, in Austin. But this all happened before, but people don't remember the past too. That's the thing. They become blind to it because they the FOMO, the they just, I don't get it. And that's why I come in with what I'm trying to do. And I'm so passionate about this is trying to teach people, take your time because it's a huge, huge investment in the construction industry. Don't look at just the number. I've been undercut constantly by new builders that are in the market. There's no possible way they can build for the cost that they're offering. There's no way. And I tell these people that they don't, they don't have to believe me. I mean, we've just been in business for family owned business for over 25 years. I mean, we're doing something right. Uh, but don't believe me, you know, uh, it's just, I, we see it, they come and go, they come and go. And the last guy always gets burnt and that's how it's always going to happen. And that's, what's coming, re- coming up here soon. I could kind of see it in the, and the trends is that if you don't have your bit and a lot of these guys are fixed costs too, uh, building, trying to get into building bigger homes and so on, they're all going to get burned. These people are going to be left, left high and dry. And they're going to, they're going to be calling us saying, Hey, can you finish my home? And we don't touch other builder stuff. Cause we don't know what they did to start. And that's what, unfortunately I have to tell them that, uh, just the way we are, we build our own stuff for a reason. We're picky about it, but it's common and I, it's in my area, it's in every area because every Joe with a pickup truck becomes a builder or painter becomes a builder. Or, you know, it's what's just, the joke, what's the joke right now? I think I heard it the other day. Uh, when the, when the chiropractor becomes a builder in your town. Yeah. Yeah. Run. Or a realtor, yeah. it's the same thing or a realtor and they're all becoming real with every bartender, every, I mean, not nothing against bartenders, a lot of bartenders. I'd hire a lot of bartenders to be honest, because they're great personable yeah. people. But yeah. a lot of people out of just come, becoming real estate agents or, um, you know, builders that have no experience or just go take the test and our book experience instead of on job experience, which is a whole different level. Uh, it's just there's going to be a lot of people coming up here getting burnt. And I hate to say it, but we've seen this play out like this before. And because, like I said, there's builders in my area that have like 60 something builds going on right now. And there's no way to handle that amount of builds. I mean, it's just, we're, we, I'm hiring now because we we're busy and we're trying to keep up and thank God we got, I was picking and choosing. We're in a situation where we could kind of select our customers and we got a lot of understanding people, but with the way materials are going and how slow things are coming in now, because the supply chain, it's just, there's going to be some bad stuff coming up as far as everything so <laughs> not to be doom and more. gloom i mean mm-hmm. i think the markets will stay for a little but who knows in the world we live today now and you're seeing in everything you know some guy posted the video the other day the average unit that he used to furnish for airbnb has gone up three grand yeah so i mean you know and it's taking an extra month because of supply chain issues so it's you know it's only a matter of time um, that's why we're focusing more on the luxury market. So we don't have that volatility and we're being very, very particular about what we buy. And, you know, I coach a lot of young kids and it's the hardest thing to get them to understand. Like, look, I, I just had a one before this. So you're still making money. You have a great job. You're working on your health and you're making money. You yeah. can be frustrated all you want. 
But buying a wrong deal, the way that you're paying for it, 20% down, you make one bad buy, you got to wait two, three years. Yeah. And I'm like, it's okay to not buy. Like you're still yeah. going to make money. You're still going to learn more. That's Patience. what they don't understand. Patience. Yeah. It's, it's taken it's me a long time. It's, to, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's taken me too. <laughs> I was the most impatient person as well, but it's just the way this market is and everything. You got to have patience too. And like I said, we got a lot of customers that understand what's going on and they've been very patient. I mean, I mean it's taking forever for us to get house started just because a lot, a lot of the pre stuff. Uh, leading up to the actual build is just so backed up but then once we get them started we're having delays in concrete and so on too and all these different little things are we just found out we can't get blocks our guys got to go to tampa to get blocked now and it's just always one obstacle at the after the other in this business um i if i i jokingly say if i don't have a full gray head of hair by the end of this year i'll be shocked because <laughs> i gotta meditate more but uh um, it's, uh, it's just put your foot on the gas, look forward, man, do what you got to do. I'm a big believer in that. You know, um, I believe in God and God has a plan for me and just obviously, you know, just keep trucking forward as much as we can. And, and that's what we're doing. And like I said, we got a lot of great customers that are understanding some of them. I have to kind of tell, you know, Hey, supply chain is what it is. You guys turn on a TV, you can see it. Um, with what's going on in the world now, as we speak, I think it's going to get a little bit tighter. So it's, it should be an interesting next couple of months coming up here of what's going to actually happen with trucker convoys and all this forming. So, um, yeah, just, we got to do what we got to do, kind of focus on what we got to do to get stuff done. Uh, I mean, that's, that's it pretty much. So, yeah, I think the number one thing that I changed my life was realizing that, um, because I was highly emotional most of my life, uh, something I worked really hard on the last three years, is just taking a taking a step back and saying, what can I control in this situation? That's all. I can't control who the president is. I can't control what the yeah. Tucker convoys are coming. I can't control what Russia's doing. But I can focus on me and take care of my health and work and, and, and take care of the people in front of me. I think everybody's looking to take care of the person that they haven't met yet instead of the people that are right in front of you. Yeah. And they're looking to change something they can't change. I mean, you can't change who the president is. You can't change. I mean, you can vote, but you can't change what Putin's going to do across seas. You can't, you can't change, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, you can change yourself. That's what you can focus on, but other people, I mean, they're going to focus on themselves too. It's just like exactly what you said. And I'm trying to get better at that too. It's hard with all the surrounding noise we have, and what you said, I was actually trying thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, focus on you. Stop with all the noise. Maybe shut off yeah. some of that noise too. Because I got to turn off the news. <laughs> Do you know what's interesting? There's some guys I watch that I respect. And mm -hmm. I can see them going on tilt. And I'm like, I can see it on their social media. And I'm like, you're, you're, yeah. you're in danger zone right now. Yeah. Don't, don't get wrapped up in this stuff. There's business to handle in front of you. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I have to tell my guys too, you know, I'm like, Hey, you got a mission over here and you got employees. Fuck all that noise over yeah. here, right here. Yeah. yeah. So That's hard, I do man. like, I do like words for the, for the year, like themes, words. So I just carried the same one over for two years and it was emotional stability. Yeah. Like, and I started studying like stoicism and stuff. And I just wanted to make sure that if I was going to be the true CEO, then I needed, I needed to, you know, and, and it's, it's really hard because part of what makes me great is I feel really deep 
mm-hmm. but, and, and that makes me relatable and vulnerable and all that stuff. But, but ultimately, uh, you know, you know, in, in the near, near future, I want to be, you know, a father and, 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 and you, you know, uh, nobody's going to test your patience like the kids. Yeah. So I need to make sure that I got my shit together. <laughs> I'm the same way, man. We can control what we can control. I'm, I, and that's why I think you and I relate quite a bit because it's just, I, I care. I always do care. My fiance always has to tell me like, just relax. Like there's, you know, nothing you can really do about this. Maybe turn it off, you know, and I have to, I have to turn it off because I get so stressed out about it. She'll, she can tell too. She's like, you know, were you watching this or listening to this podcast or whatever? She could tell. I'm just like, yeah, just sad. She goes, there's nothing you can do, you know, just stay in your lane. I mean, pretty much stay in your lane, be you worry about you and what's going on because that outside noise too, is only going to make you more irritable towards what you have to deal with and your, and your personal experience in your personal life. Uh, which I've realized that too. So a lot of time, I have to turn that noise off because then it'll make my day better and smoother because I deal with a lot during the day. I'm getting hit left and right being in real estate being in, I had a deal fall apart yesterday and we're dealing with a house that we're closing that we're building uh, right now and the closings tomorrow. So I'm dealing with that and I had a deal that somebody else bought another condo and blah, blah, long story short, I had to deal with that at the same time. And then I deal with our warranty stuff where people are calling me about warranty items and then you know, and it's like one, it was one of those days yesterday where the phone did not stop. Mm-hmm. And I had to just step back. I, you can tell I was just wore out and exhausted. My eyes were just like drooping because I was getting hit in so many different directions. But I had to step back and realize, you know, things can be a lot worse. You know, I could not be getting these phone calls and be in the situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. And I could not have the business we have and the people calling about the warranty stuff and, uh, you know, or the, if the deal falls through, maybe it's just not the right deal. I know the condo will sell. I had to tell the guy, you know, Hey man, you know, this happens. Uh, these people backed out. They didn't want it. Maybe they're not the right fit and they weren't the right ones to work with. So, you know, stuff happens. The market's still strong. Let's just keep moving forward. I mean, let's just take a step back. Sometimes it's hard to do, but I'm realizing that more and more I need to and just be like, you're in a good place. A lot of people don't have these struggles and sometimes struggles aren't as bad as you think. So. Thank you. I needed to hear that because I've, I've been under the weather for like uh, many days and it's, (laughs) it's affecting me. So I needed to hear that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something I, I mean, I just thought about it. Cause I'm like, if, if you're getting hit in all these directions, I guess it's better than not, you know, I could be sitting here with, with nothing going on and then worrying about, uh, okay, where am I going to be financially or where, you know, that's the way I think too. Like I'm one of those guys too, that's afraid of being broke. You know, I'm, I relate with that. My, my life talks about that quite a bit of he's afraid to be broke. Andy talks about it too. And I'm one of those guys. And sometimes I have to step back and realize, okay, what I do have and what I do have coming up. And then a lot of these situations that happen that you're stressed out and this is that you got to kind of step back and be thankful that those situations are happening because if they weren't, you'd probably be in a bad spot if people weren't calling you. Like, think about that. Like nobody's calling you. You don't have any business. That's business. Business isn't easy. So if, if I didn't have all those people calling me, I'd be probably in a bad spot and I'd probably be even more stressed and I'd probably be broke. 
So I'd rather have those people calling me where I can help them and get that done. And I know I can get through it. And that's what kind of pushes me through it each day. Like a day, like yesterday, I was fried, man. You know, I'm doing 75 hard. That was one of those days too, that I could have used a drink, you know, just (laughs) something, you know, but yes, I couldn't do it obviously because it's 75 hard, but it was, yeah, it was one of those days and I had to step back and realize and be thankful and grateful for what I do have and why those people call me. Mm -hmm. I love it. When I'm ever in a spot like that, I go back and listen to my first podcast with my coach that I did on his. And I'm like, I'm like, who's that fucking guy? I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, you did a lot of drugs, bro. You I don't want, I haven't listened, I haven't listened to my first podcast in a while. I don't, I don't know. I'm afraid to, man. I think it's it's probably so horrible. (laughs) So if people want to find out about your podcast, they want to listen to it. How would they do that? Uh, go on uh, everywhere podcasts are located, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Um, it's the real build podcast. It's, it's basically all about real estate and construction, showing you what to look for in both real estate and construction industries, whether you're buying, building, selling, renting, whatever. Um, I got to get you on there too. you know, talk some of the stuff you're doing. I'd as be well. honored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just started, we just started a short-term rental fund. Uh, yeah. and then we're buying in the Smokies and then we're working on, uh, I'm keeping this one close to the vest, but we're working on, uh, to buy rentals through the blockchain. Oh, so, nice. nice. Yeah. I've got, yeah. A, I've got a, I've got a client who runs a whole NFT meta universe company. Oh, nice. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get you on and talk about that for sure too. Cause that's all interesting, but yeah, it's, I've had a lot of great guests on to every little niche you can imagine. I just had a handyman on. So if you're looking to hire a handyman, I got a show for you. So if you're looking to hire builders, realtors, uh, I've had investors on, I've had uh, home inspectors, designers. So it's, uh, it's helping the client. It's not all about teaching. I mean, I got builders that listen to it because they want to get little you know, little bits and pieces about how to do construction and so on. But this is more client-based. So I uh, love doing it. Go check it out. No, I love it. Guys, if you got some value from this episode, send it to a friend, share it with somebody that gets some value. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on -on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.